Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. This episode is sponsored by Goalie Gummies, a perfect addition to your wellness routine. Are you looking for a delicious way to support your overall health? Goalie ACV gummies are made with vitamin B9 and B12 to help support healthy nutrient metabolism and immune function. I have partnered with Goalie to give all of my listeners 20% off and free shipping. Use my coupon code at checkout, the gratitude chick, all one word, to take advantage of this offer. Their website is www.goli.com. That is www.goli.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick for Facebook and Instagram, at Babes Who Manifest Podcast for Facebook and Instagram, at Babes Who Manifest for TikTok, and Gratitude underscore Chick for Twitter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your reading corner with The Gratitude Chick. Today, we are on chapter number eight of The Science of Getting Rich. So with this chapter, we are almost halfway done, literally. Um, We're at 45%. Because the book is so short, it doesn't give me page numbers on this Kindle, so... Anyway, just as a reminder, I do read with my own commentary, so just want to always put that out so you guys understand that it's literally just my opinion when I um, comment on something that I'm reading. So chapter number eight says, thinking in the certain way. Turn back to chapter six and read again the story of the man who formed a mental image of his house and you will get a fair idea of the initial step forward getting rich so let's go back and see and remember to remind ourselves what the mental image was okay so here is the story i recall now the case of one student who was told that he must get in mind a clear picture of the things he desired so that the creative thought of them might be impressed on formless substance He was a very poor man living in a rented house and having only what he earned from day to day and he could not grasp the fact that all wealth was his. So after thinking the matter over, he decided that he might reasonably ask for a new rug for the floor of his best room and an atherocyte coal coal stove to heat the house during the cold weather. Following the instructions given in this book, he obtained these things in a few months, and then it dawned upon him that he had not asked enough. He went through the house in which he lived and planned all the improvements he would like to make in it. He mentally added a bay window here and a room there until it was complete in his mind as his ideal home, and then he planned its furnishings. Holding the whole picture in his mind, he began living in the certain way and moving forward what he wanted. And he owns the house now and is rebuilding it after the form of his mental image. And now with his larger faith, he is going on to get greater things. 
it has been unto him according to his faith and as it is also with you and with all of us so um i guess what what he's trying to say is go for us to go back and look at this story is I guess the beginning of the certain way and the certain way for this guy is that he got clear and concise in his mind, a clear picture of what he wanted. Initially, he only asked for a rug and a stove. When he got that, he realized, oh, something's to this. Let me go do what I really want. And what he really wanted is the house that he wanted. He wanted it to look the way he wanted it to look. So he went through every room making mental pictures. And from what I'm getting is he held on to those pictures until he brought what he saw in his mind into his reality. So this is what I am getting from <laughs> um, going back and reading that story. I hope you guys got that as well. So let's go back to, um, to where we left off in chapter 8. You must form a clear and definite mental picture of what you want. You cannot transmit an idea unless you have it yourself. Are you guys getting that? You must form a clear and definite mental picture of what you want. Be clear and concise on what you want. You cannot transmit an idea unless you have it yourself. So I'm taking this to say to mean that I can't manifest for you. It's not my thought. You can't manifest for me. It's not your thought. So you have to manifest whatever is your thought. And even as I say this, remember in past episodes, I've told you guys that a lot of times we bring into our reality thoughts that weren't our thoughts initially because someone else has been impressing, you know, things onto our mind that we have decided are true and became our beliefs but they initially were not our thoughts so be mindful of that as well because a lot of things we've created in our lives did not originate with our own thoughts but with the thoughts of those over us like our parents our teachers or that kind of thing like for instance um my niece has a teacher who calls there's her and another girl with the same name in the class and she refers to my niece as bad Zoe and the other girl as good Zoe. I don't like this. And I have been trying to, I've been wanting to, to say something to this teacher, but my niece doesn't want me to say anything because how dare you as her teacher, as a person over her, not only put her in competition with a, another young lady, but, but term her as bad Zoe. And what's even worse is that she my my niece is black and the other girl is white so now you have put them to get against each other for their race and in competition and i i strongly abhor that this lady has done this so i been i've been working overtime to try to combat that because i want her to know that she is not in competition with this other girl that she is everything so this is just an example of what happens when someone that's over you in, um, you know, in some kind of role over you has the power to implant 
things into your mind that are not your thoughts. If my niece did not have me or did not have her mother or those around her that loved her, she may believe that she is bad Zoe. You know what I mean? So this is just one example that I was speaking about. You must have it before you can give it. And many people fail to impress thinking substance because they have themselves only a vague and misty concept of the things they want to do, to have, or to become. It is not enough that you should have a general desire for wealth to do good with. And that's in quotations. Everybody has that desire. It is not enough that you should have a wish to travel, see things, live more, etc. Everybody has those desires also. If you were going to send a wireless message to a friend, you would not send the letters of their alphabet of the alphabet in their order and let him construct the message for himself. Nor would you take words at random from the dictionary. You would send a coherent sentence, one which meant something. When you try to impress your wants upon substance, remember that it must be done by a coherent statement. You must know what you want and be definite. You must be clear and concise. I try to, you know, put that into all of us because I am, you know, I'm not a person that's not clear and concise. I just often waver upon, you know, on what it is that I want. I guess that is clear and concise. <laughs> okay, yes. I am I I will say that I have an issue sometimes with being clear and concise because I waver. A lot of times when I'm thinking of being clear and concise, I'm thinking of the picture is hazy in your mind of actually you're not able to drill down what you want. I often waver between what I want, you know what I mean? Or um maybe not saying it like that. Maybe I waver um thinking of more so of what I don't want instead of what I want. That could be it. Sorry about that. <laughs> um you must know what you want and be definite. You can never get rich or start the creative power into action by sending out unformed longings and vague desires. Go over your desires just as the man I have described went over his house. See just what you want and get a clear mental picture of it as you as you wish it to look when you get it. And... um with me I have sometimes I have an issue of wavering like it is one of the things that the bible says um an unstable man basically uh, I, I hate that I can't ever quote that that scripture right let not that man think that he'll receive anything of the lord for an unstable uh for a, I can't call it <laughs> it literally has gone out of my mind but it's basically saying a man who is wishy-washy goes back and forth is is unstable in all his ways. So that has been remember when I told you guys in another episode that I have had an issue with like the woe is me and all that stuff in my 20s. Well, ex-boyfriends of mine used to tell me that I was wishy-washy all the time. And um and it's just, and I'm just not I don't know. I I have an issue with, and it's probably why I'm not married, just simply because I can say yes today and don't want you tomorrow. I I have a tendency to be be this way. I I really feel like 
most if not all of my exes have called me wishy-washy and it is just simply because I waver you know I have it it is it has been hard in the past for me to be clear and concise and to make a decision because I waver I have I have been a waverer for I don't know how long as far back as I can remember and I have been engaged twice because I can say yes in the moment I say yes and then um in the next moment it's no and that's how it's been and so (laughs) um that part is is not is not it's not hard it is not hard to be clear and concise because there are things like when, when I was buying this house I was very clear and concise that this is the house that I wanted so there are things that I can say, yes, this is what I want. And at, and those things, those moments are what I can go back in my mind and remember and feel like, okay, I remember being super clear here. And that is what I try to bring forth. Um, so for you guys, go back in your mind, if, especially if you have an issue with wavering like I do. Go back in your mind when you were clear on something, whatever, no matter what it is, buying your house, buying the car, um, getting the job that you wanted or the promotion that you wanted, whatever it is that you wanted, that you knew and you knew that you wanted, you wanted, you wanted, that is, that's where you start. That's where you start. Because if not, when you waver back and forth, you don't get an answer at all. You don't. If you are not clear and concise and you and know that you know that you know that this is what you want, you it's it's gonna be harder for you to get what you want. Because you are not being truthful with yourself when you're not clear and concise. So I just wanted to put that out there because I would like I would not, you know, they say that misery loves company. And I would just don't I don't want to be on this earth being the only person. <laughs> that wavers and I and even as I say that I don't wish that on anyone anyway that clear mental picture you must have continually in mind as the sailor has in mind the port toward which he is sailing the ships you must keep your face toward it all the time you must no more lose sight of it than the steersman loses sight of the compass I have no idea what a steersman is It is not necessary to take exercises in concentration, nor to set apart special times for prayer and affirmation, nor to go into silence, nor to do occult stunts of any kind. These things are well enough, but all you need is to know know what you want and to want it badly enough so that it will stay in your thoughts. Okay. I see what he's saying. Um, And I think that, you know, people like Oprah have achieved this level uh, even she said it you know she doesn't have to do anything now if she wants it she's clear on it it happens so she always says that she is a powerful manifester and look at her life I believe her spend as much of your leisure time as you can in contemplating your picture but no one needs to take exercises to concentrate his mind on a thing which he really wants it is the things you do not really care about which require effort to fix your attention upon them. And unless you really want to get rich so that the desire is strong enough to hold your thoughts directed to the purpose as the magnetic pole holds the needle of the compass, 
it will hardly be worth while for you to try to carry out the instructions in this book. The methods herein set forth are for people whose desire for riches is strong, enough to overcome mental laziness and the love of ease and make them work. The more clear and definite you make your picture then and the more you dwell upon it, bringing out all its delightful details, the stronger your desire will be. And the stronger your desire, the easier it will be to hold your mind fixed upon the picture of what you want. Something more is necessary, however, than merely to... See, this is what I'm saying, guys. (sighs) This book is the punctuation. I don't know if it evolved over time. I just don't know. Something more is necessary than merely to see the picture clearly, however, was not needed. If that is all you do, you are only a dreamer and will have little or no power for accomplishment. Behind your clear vision must be the purpose to realize it. Okay. To bring it out in tangible expression. So what he's saying is behind what you want. Behind the clear and concise thing that you can see in your mind must be the purpose to realize it which is why I tell you guys to always set your intentions to bring it out into tangible expression. And behind this person, this purpose must be an invincible and unwavering faith that the thing is already yours, that it is at hand, and you have only to take possession of it. And while I believe in, you know, of course, having faith, the Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So... I agree. However, in this constant, in this, um, you know, portion of this book, I would say I would move faith and say belief. Because to me, um, although they may very be close, you know, very well be closely related, belief to me takes it a notch further. Because faith is akin to hope. That's how I believe. Faith is akin to hope. But belief is the staunch knowing that what you are asking for is here. So it's like um, the difference, because to me, hope can waver. Hope has, I think, it's it's not really bedfellows, um, but maybe living room fellows (laughs) with doubt, okay? Um, One misstep with faith and there's doubt. So I I feel that if you remove faith or just not even remove faith, but change the wording from faith to belief, then that is what, to me, is what you have to have behind purpose and have behind your, um, when you set your intentions, you have to believe. Even the Bible says to ask believing that you'll receive, you know? Uh Live in the new house mentally until it takes form around you physically. In the mental realm, enter at once into full enjoyment of the things you want. See the things you want as if they were actually around you all the time. See yourself as owning and using them. Make use of them in imagination just as you will use them when they are your tangible possessions. Dwell upon your mental picture until it is clear and distinct, and then take the mental attitude of ownership toward everything in that picture. Take possession of it in mind and the full faith that it is actually yours. 
hold to this mental ownership. Do not waver for an instant in the faith that it is real. And remember what was said in a preceding chapter about gratitude. Be as thankful for it all the time as you expect to be when it has taken form. The man who can sincerely thank God for the things which as yet he owns only in imagination has real faith. He will get rich. He will cause the creation of whatsoever he wants. I agree. I agree. Um, I am, you you guys know I practice gratitude daily. Um, but what he is saying here is to include whatever it is that you're holding in your thought, in your imagination, in your visualization, because we are living in the feeling of the wish fulfilled. Be, be grateful. Start practicing gratitude for that thing. That's awesome to me. I didn't even think about that. So if you are trying to, if your goal and what you're seeing is to get a new house and what you practice daily is gratitude for the apartment that you live in or whatever, or your, your mom's house or wherever you're living now and you're daily grateful for that, awesome. But now add into being grateful for your new house. That's deep. And it's so simple, but sometimes we miss the simple. And as a person who calls herself the gratitude chick, I miss the simple. That's deep, though. And and as of today, I am adding this into my gratitude repertoire. Okay. You do not need to pray repeatedly for things you want. It is not necessary to tell God about it every day. And this is <laughs> this is why I'm not a proponent of the push to pray until something happens i just don't believe that of course i i believe that gratitude is a prayer so in that regard yes i'm going to be daily thankful that i have i'm allowed a new day of life that i have you know great health and all these things i am going to do that daily so if that is a part of praying until something happens i'll definitely do that because like i said i believe gratitude is a prayer so In that regard, yes, but I'm never, ever going to go to the Lord every day and say, Lord, please send me this. Please send me this. Please send me this. I've already asked one. He's not hard of hearing. Okay. You know, he heard, he knew what you wanted before you were going to ask. So to sit and ask every day is begging. God does not, he don't, he don't want us to beg. He heard you. Now say thank you. That's it. Your part is to intelligently formulate your desire for the things which make for a larger life and to get these desires arranged into a coherent whole and then to impress this whole desire upon the formless substance which has the power and the will to bring you what you want. You do not make this impression by repeating strings of words. You make it by holding the vision with unshakable purpose to attain it and with steadfast faith that you do attain it. The answer to prayer is not according to your faith while you are talking, but according to your faith while you are working. That's deep. So, and and I think working here, he is using as far as um, holding the the thing that you want in your mind i'm not really sure let me just read you cannot not impress the mind of god by having a special sabbath day set apart to tell him what you want 
and then forgetting him during the rest of the week. You cannot impress him by having special hours to go into your closet and pray if you then dismiss the matter from your mind until the hour of prayer comes again. So basically, and and the reason why I want to go back, because you guys, a lot of you know, I was raised Seventh-day Adventist. And what that means is that um, we believe um, in the Seventh-day Sabbath. We believe in the Ten Commandments, the fourth commandment that says remember the sabbath day to keep it holy so that is the reason why there's an entire religion created around um the fourth commandment in the bible so i wanted to come back and say that he's not saying you know you cannot impress the mind of god by having a special sabbath day set apart um because that's not what he's saying. He's saying to set, you can't impress God to have a special Sabbath day set apart to tell him what you want. That's not even what the Sabbath was, you know, initially instituted. The, the Sabbath was set in, during creation in Genesis. So, and it was a day set, afi- set aside to sanctify the Lord and to come into his presence and praise. It was not set, set aside for our own pleasure. Even Isaiah says that the Sabbath was not set aside for your own pleasure. It was set aside to worship God. So in this instance, he is correct because there is no day set aside for us to just say, hey, this is what I want on this day and then forget about God the rest of the week. And this is unfortunately what happens, not even just about the Sabbath, but everyone who goes to church on Saturday or Sunday, we live the rest of the week and then we come, come, you know, together for church and that's it, just church on this day and then we live, you know, we run amok the rest of the week. So, um, and here it's saying that you can't impress God. I don't think there's anything that we can do that can impress God because he knows us. I think it's not about impressing God, but it's about whatever's in our hearts, you know. And most of the time, um, I think that when we worship in spirit and in truth, we worship with our whole heart. And that is what God wants to see. Um, So here, when he's talking about impressing God, I just, I don't, I don't agree with that part. You guys know I have to go back and explain what I don't agree. Because these books are not necessarily written by people who have, hold the same beliefs as, as me, you know. But I am not ignorant enough to say just because we don't believe the same means I can't glean information from them. I'm never going to be ignorant enough to say that. You cannot impress him by having special hours to go into your closet and pray. If you then dismiss the matter from your mind until the hour of prayer comes again, oral prayer is well enough and has its effect, especially upon yourself in clarifying your vision and strengthening your faith. But it is not your oral petitions which get you what you want. In order to get rich, you do not need a sweet hour of <laughs> sorry, a sweet hour of prayer. You need to pray without ceasing. And by prayer, I mean holding steadily to your vision with the purpose to cause its creation into solid form and the faith that you are doing. So that's not prayer. Believe that you receive them. So prayer is communion with God. 
that is what prayer is. So I don't know why people want to come up with their own versions of what prayer is. What he's talking about is visualization. Prayer is communion with God. So this right here, um, what he's saying is to hold the Im- the mental image of what it is you want in your mind and keep it there. Think about it. Add to it. Like if you if you have a house that you want, hold the mental picture of that house in your mind. Go as far as, you know, maybe um, nowadays you don't necessarily have to go and look in the house. You can actually go to sites like Zillow and go and look in the house in Zillow because they always have pictures. And just go to Zillow when you find the house that you want. Go in there. Go look around. You know, a lot of times they have pictures or they have the 360 view where you can go in and you can just, you know, it kind of walks you through as if it's yours. You know, it, you know, like if it's you walking through. Go do that and then hold that picture in your mind and rearrange that house the way you want it to look. Redo the bathroom. Redo the kitchen in your mind. Redo the floors in your mind. You know what I mean? Um, when I looked at this house and I came in, I knew once I saw this house that I wanted this house. And then I knew that there were things that I wanted to change in this house. And I held that picture. I held the entire house in my mind. And I, and I always tell this story because I want you guys to realize that from the day that I started looking for houses to the day I closed on this house was about 35 days. Literally 35 days I had the keys in my hand to this house. It went just like that. So, and it is just simply because I was clear and concise on what I wanted. And I knew that I needed it now. So, these things, when he's saying hold that picture in your mind, hold it. Don't waver. And even when he's saying, you know, you're not going to get what you want by speaking as far as like the repetitions or in this, and I would say affirmations. And he is correct. Affirmations are to help us change our thoughts. We don't use affirmations to get the things that we want as far as this. It's helping us to build new assumptions and beliefs. That is what affirmations are for. As far as getting, you know, the things that you want that you're clear and concise on, you have to visualize that. You have to hold that mental picture in your mind and then go straight into being grateful for for that thing that you are saying that you want. And instead of me saying it in those words, we're going to do say what Neville Goddard says. We're going to live in the feeling of the wish fulfilled and be grateful. Okay. And by prayer, I mean holding steadily to your vision with the purpose to cause its creation into solid form and the faith that you are doing so. Believe that you receive them. The whole matter turns on receiving. Once you have clearly formed your vision, when you have formed it, it is well to make an oral statement, addressing the supreme and reverent prayer. And from that moment, you must in mind receive what you ask for. Live in the new house, wear the fine clothes, ride in the automobile, go on the journey and confidently plan for greater journeys. Think and speak all of the things you have asked for in terms of actual present ownership. Imagine an environment and a financial condition exactly as you want them 
and live all the time in that imaginary environment and financial condition. Mind, however, that you do not do this as a mere dreamer and castle builder. Hold to the faith that the imaginary is being realized and to the purpose to realize it. Remember that it is faith and purpose in the use of the imagination which make the difference between the scientist and the dreamer. And having learned this fact, it is here that you must learn the proper use of the will. So that is chapter 9 on how to use the will. And we are already 31 minutes in because I pretty much stopped a lot. So I'm going to save chapter 9 for Thursday's um, lesson or reading (laughs) and end this here so this isn't like an hour long. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today. I definitely appreciate every day that you guys take out time to come and listen to my podcast. I appreciate it. Don't forget to like, um, is it subscribe? I think it's like, and then hit the bell to be notified when I post and give me five stars. If you think I deserve five stars. Um, Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe and give my podcast five stars. If you have not already, join my Facebook group, Babes Who Manifest. Thank you.